Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle instead of Podbean, also Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons there. You get all of our other content. There are teams in South Florida that are winning right now. Check them out. Also, fivereasonsports.com, spell that one out. We do not have a paywall, and you get the latest articles from Brady Hawk and others and the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network we're always sponsored here on the post game by a aggressive insurance that's our friend lynette go to insurancebylynette.com an insurance broker agency has been servicing south florida for over 15 years they offer auto insurance and they can get you auto insurance even if you don't have a good driving record i promise you that homeowners insurance condo insurance life insurance and they offer retirement programs they give you free fo- uh, lynette and her team will give you free phone quotes Again, if you have a bad driving record, no problem. No driver will be refused. So go to insurancebylanette.com. That's two N's, two T's, insurancebylanette.com. And make sure you mention five reasons. And now, today's episode. Down to Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. This is the latest post split. Sometimes we do these on the YouTube channel. Today we've actually got a hangover time on the YouTube channel, so make sure you check that out. I've got Alex Toledo. I've got Greg Sylvander, the floor plan. Another Miami Heat loss. They come back from a road trip, a total loss. They go 0-4 on the trip. They're now 7-11 and on the season with Washington coming in for two games. They are two games away from the magical 20-game mark that we always talk about. They will not be at 500 for the 20-game mark. They obviously were without some players on this trip, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, but they did have Bam Adebayo back. They did have Kyle Lowry. They did appear to have control of this game early again. This has been a consistent theme. They lost control of the game by basically getting outscored by 20 in the third quarter, got it back with a strong start to the fourth and fell apart again. And I'm going to start here with you, Alex, because Greg and I have kind of been beating this subject to death here for the past four days. But you said it before we came on. It's like they have it for moments. They cannot sustain it. And and I I know that Heat fans are are upset about rotations and why is Jovic not playing in certain spots and why is there so much Highsmith and Jamal Cain closes tonight after not playing the other night. But it's just like (laughs) they just don't do anything well consistently. And now we're starting to see some guys kind of break down. Like Max Struess, every shot is short. And he made a bunch of decisions and missed a bunch of shots in the last two minutes of this game that you can argue cost them the game. And he's been one of the guys that they've been able to rely upon. How do they dig themselves out of this mess? Is it, is it just as simple as Jimmy and Tyler are back or the problems deeper? No, I mean, Jimmy and Tyler coming back doesn't fix everything, but it definitely helps a lot. Like I just think these guys have been overextended without Jimmy and Tyler and also Gabe just not having another guard who you feel good about handling the ball right like it's good that they have Jovic and Bam who 
who are competent ball handlers. Obviously, Bam has been doing this for a way longer time. But just in general, without Jimmy and Tyler, without their two best scorers, it's just too much for them to try to hold up on both ends of the floor for an entire game, especially when you talk when you start talking about everything that we have, you know, gone over since the the summer took place where they're just outmatched, right? And you saw it on back-to-back nights with Minnesota and Cleveland, except tonight the difference was uh, the Heat out-rebounded the Timberwolves by a good amount. That was the case at halftime, and it's still stuck. I was just looking at the numbers. I'm, I, I don't have the numbers right in front of me anymore, but it was like by 10 or something like that, right? So they did a good job there, especially, you know, considering they were in the zone for most of the game. It's notoriously tough to not get out-rebounded when you're playing out of a zone, especially when you're the smaller team like the Heat were. So they did what they needed to do, I think, on the defensive end for most of the game, which is what I feel good about, especially considering, you know, back-to-back, on the road, kind of outmatched like you're already grinding out every single possession on offense so I think it was a good effort in general I just think you know with what they have out there it's too much to hold up for an entire game and you kind of saw it tonight even though it was a little bit different in the way that it turned out right because it was a third quarter where the Timberwolves put up double the amount of points that Miami did and you know after that the Heat were still only down five so it was still a game and then you saw that you know it, it there was only a one point margin in the fourth quarter between the two teams. So it's not like the Timberwolves just destroyed them in the fourth or anything, but it wasn't enough The Heat just didn't have enough to close out the games. Yeah. We always talk. Uh, we always talk Greg about they have them having enough. Right. And we talk about, oh, sorry. We got the, uh, the ESPN thing always goes on me here. We always talk about them having enough. Right. And we always talk about their undrafted guys, right. Their, their finds who play really well. But now we've watched this and the random scrub heat killer thing has completely taken off again. The other night, Dwayne Washington Jr., who was let go essentially so that Indiana could uh, bring in DeAndre Ayton, which didn't end up working out. So they lost him for nothing. Had like, what, 19 in the first half against Miami? And then yeah. tonight, who was it tonight? Tonight, tonight was Circle K, Sam Cassell, Jordan McLaughlin. I think oh, he does this every is. time. He does this every time at this point. <laughs> it's like the McLaughlin report. I mean, that's that's too that's too. He does this every year. It's like an annual thing. He just goes off against. I don't the, remember this the, human. It's either him or, or Nas Reed who always kills it. <laughs> no, it's usually Nas Reed. Like I'm used to the Nas Reed thing, Alex. But I mean, tonight, okay, Rudy Gobert kept the heat in the game. Okay. By the way, he's not worth one first round pick. They gave up what five? Oh come on! He's not worth one first round pick. Stop it! Can we laugh at the Timberwolves at least for a couple seconds? That roster, that team, the vibe around that team. Like, good luck with all that. The Heat have their problems, but damn, I'm happy that we're not the Timberwolves. Right. Well, they're not going anywhere. You're right because they're so much less than the sum of their parts should be. But, but. Deep into the fourth quarter, Rudy Gobert and D'Angelo Russell, who is not a point guard, uh, did not have a field goal, and the Heat were down six. Okay? These are two of their four, like, front-end players, and the Heat were down six. And I know Rudy's not a scorer by nature, but that is what Russell came in as, right? And then Miami just made mistake after mistake at the end. Struess putting Gobert on the line, like, that just cannot happen. And... This is what happens when your players start to get extended. Max yep. is making mistakes that he didn't make last year. He looks exhausted. Okay. I, and I'm, this is not, look, we can make excuses for everybody. Look, Kyle Lowry at one point tonight, he played, I thought, big down the stretch defensively, mm-hmm. 
Okay. And we should give him credit for that. But at one point in the game, you're talking about a starting point guard without having Jimmy, without having Tyler. And he had as many turnovers as field goals. He had four turnovers and four field goals. That's just not good enough. Okay. Again, but he's a $28 million player. Max Schroes is being asked to do things that they were not expecting to have to ask Max Struess to do. And now you're seeing it where every single shot is short. Every one. It's not just the way he's being guarded. He is gassed. Like this role is, he, it's just like the Norton thing. He's being taking asked a lot more to shots something. too. Right, but he's being asked to do something that he cannot do at this stage. And I, I know that the Heat front office is going to push back on me with, well, when we get healthy and we have everybody together, there were problems with this team when everybody or virtually everybody was healthy. Now it's just compounded because you have players doing things that they're not supposed to be doing on this team. And I don't know necessarily that once everybody is back, that Greg, everybody just goes back to comfortable roles and it looks good again. It looks to me like some guys in this team have lost confidence and there's other guys in this team who are just doing things I never want to see again. I don't care that Dwayne Dedman is shooting in the forties from three or whatever. Stop. Okay. No, you're so right. Like this is the thing. Uh, These games where they're shorthanded and they put up tough fights, like I can actually live with those in most seasons. Like truthfully, like even a four game trip where you lose them all, but you have a couple that you're close and you play, but you know, you're only playing eight guys or seven guys and you don't have Jimmy and Tyler, like all that context is key, but this is the issue. And, and we, we, I, I hate to beat this dead horse, but you can't run away from it. They are now four games in the loss column behind the leader in their division, not talking about like playoff standings or anything like that. In the in the in the little old southeast division, um, and then on top of that, they're just in a situation where you are now getting to that point where usually when you're uh, I don't know, like let's say three four games back in the lost column, you're like okay, well if we have a good couple weeks of basketball, we're right back in the thick of this. Well, unfortunately, they are now in a spot where in the next three, four weeks, if they don't turn things around, you can't go into the new year, nine games out of the three seed and, and like be talking yourself into contender status. Like you can't drift that far back, I guess is what I'm getting at. And now they're at that spot where they literally like they're stuck. They, they, they got to play great basketball in order to not continue to slide. Right. But what makes us think they're going to play great basketball? Like how many quarters of great basketball have they played? Okay. We're not including the overtimes. What if they've had one overtime, right? Is that it? Okay. Just the one the other night. So not including the overtimes. There are now 18 games in the season. They've played 72 quarters. How many quarters of great basketball have they played? How many that maybe they've had like a four minute stretch, like the start of the fourth tonight, or maybe the first quarter. And there was a, a stretch in the Phoenix game where there was they a third like, quarter against Charlotte. That was great. But other than that, that against was the only one. Charlotte, I mean, <laughs> they're not a great argu- team, arguably the worst team in the NBA this year or among the worst teams in the NBA, because again, they don't, they don't, they don't have, well, I guess in that game they did, they had mellow back, but they didn't have, they, they didn't have some of their best players. They haven't had miles bridges. They're not a good team to begin with. How many quality quarters have they played where they've sustained it? And every lead goes away. 
And I, look, I, I understand they didn't go into the season thinking that Haywood Highsmith and Jamal Kane and even Nikola Jovic were going to be playing these kind of minutes. I get it. Okay. I understand that. But there are a lot of teams that are playing shorthanded right now and they're finding a way to get a win somewhere. Okay. Maybe, maybe not sustained victories. Okay. Philadelphia is without everybody right now. Okay. <laughs> Harden, Maxi, Harris, Embiid. Okay. Uh, Milwaukee has been without Middleton for this season. Um, Boston, I, I did a national podcast today with Brady. They've they're without their coach. They, they literally went into the season with a new coach. They are the Robert they're the, Williams, but they're without Robert Williams. And they, and you know what they've done because Brady and I spent and I recommend everybody listen to the Step Back Pod. We spent 15 minutes on this today. They've changed their entire play style. They're playing all drive and kick. They've got five role players shooting 42% or better from three. None of their three key guys, okay, not Tatum, not Brown, not Smart. They're all shooting in the 30s or below in Smart's case, and they're basically driving, kicking to role guys. They've had players step up for them like Sam Hauser and others. Okay, they haven't had Robert Williams. They changed their coach. So, And there are other teams. I mean, look, Kawhi Leonard – the Clippers are now three games over 500. Kawhi Leonard has played four games and played reasonably well in one of them. So they're not the only team. Maybe they've had more injuries than most teams, but they're not the only team that's had these kind of injuries. And there is just nothing to hang their hat on right now. Brady and I were talking about it. They have no identity. It's so depressing. There's no identity. Like what, <laughs> what exactly do they do well right now? Two free throws except tonight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And the Alex, one year they 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 choose to shoot free throws well, they can't do anything else well. You know how many years there that like that was the missing element. Yep. And if they had the done free- it well tonight, they probably win. Yep. And that's because my Minnesota thing. Minnesota is not good. Greg, you mentioned it. Like, there's a lot of talent on that team. That team is uh, poorly constructed. That awful. is that has play-in team first first play-in game out written all over it. Like, they don't appear to like each other. Um, by the way, it's just so funny when when Eric Reed and John Crotty just don't like a player. Like they were piling on Rudy tonight. Like typically they pile on Cat, and and then Eric kept saying, "Well, he's still the best big guy in Minnesota." Like I, it's just it's yeah, just funny. He was at the that. line, yeah. Uh, but 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 even I mean, when when Minnesota kept making threes, even Eric Reed was like uh, <laughs> was like, "You got to be kidding me." But this is not happening by accident. That's the thing. It's not happening by accident. Bad teams find a way to give up leads. They find different ways to lose every night. And you just have a feeling that they're going to blow it. Okay. And there was one game on this trip that was encouraging. And that was the Washington game when they played without anybody. Okay. You just mentioned it here in the chat, Greg, that they they even out-rebounded them tonight, 46 to 40. Caleb had a couple of key rebounds. I thought Bam did a pretty good job getting to the boards, but it's just at some point the levy always breaks. And I think they did what they needed to do to win. They just they ended up not making enough shots towards the end of the game, and just in general, like they ended up shooting what was it, thirty nine percent from the field, twenty nine from three. And but how? But how? How long are we going to say that, Alex? Like we keep saying. No, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's they just, did what they need to do to win, but they don't win. But that's the thing. That's what we're it's what we're talking about this whole episode. The theme is that this this team is overextended, whether you're talking about the team healthy or not. Like it's just without Jimmy and Tyler, everything is a grind. And I really do want to commend Kyle just because I think he's shown you a little a little something in these games without Tyler. Like, you know, because I feel like everything has been very negative on this 
um, on this show. And I understand why, like we're right back to where they were before, right? Like we were talking when they were four and seven, like everything was coming down and we were kind of having the same, you know, similar conversations as far as like, they have to get it together right now or things can go off the rails. And I think it's just like, you know, Kyle has done a good job. I think doing everything on offense. Cause really he's the only one that they can get offense through other than bam sometimes, but he is the one doing everything. And I feel like, you know, tonight he gave you a little bit of everything. He got you 11 free throw attempts, even though Ethan slandered his, um, his field goals made versus turnovers, by the way, it was five to four. I don't know if that makes a difference for you, uh, Ethan, but you know, he also gave you three steals, two blocks. And I think two out of these three games, the, the past three games, like it's just the effort not coming through and, you know, not being able to close it out. Like that's what really what it came down to. And, this team with with and without like Jimmy and Tyler, they just don't have enough. And that's what I think it comes down to. And by the way, tonight, um, they were 18 of 31 at the rim. They were like, uh, I think 11 of 38 from three. Like, oh my God, the they legs are not, not there. The legs are not there. Yeah. But listen, this team is just at a, we're at a point where the fans, everyone sees it. Like literally everyone I speak to that, that, um, that watches this team as a fan, as a casual observer, as an analyst, as just a, a Twitter troll. Everyone is saying the same exact thing. What the hell is wrong with that team? And so, like, I just feel at some point, Ethan, you're so right. Like, we can't run from it. When is it going to be fixed? Probably never. So now it's like you're starting to uh, drift into what the hell are they going to do about this roster territory? Yeah, well, we're going to get into a little of that. That's a silver lining, right? They're probably going to do something after the stretch. I, I don't think they can. That's the thing. And I'm not sure. I, I'm not even sure that it's wise. We'll get to that after the break. Before we do, I'll tell you about another sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, this is a consulting company, and certainly the Heat could use that at this moment. It's called ODM Performance Solutions. Team building is hard, even for the best of organizations. ODM PSI can help you build a winning team. And keep it together. If you're looking to fill an important role at your company, ODM PSI can help you find C-suite level leadership, sales rainmakers, plus management and operational support staff. To find out more, check out ODM Performance Solutions. That's ODMPSI. That's ODMPSI.com. Or give them a call at 954 954- Four three four zero six three four. That's nine five four 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 three four zero six three four. Again, that's ODM Performance Solutions or ODMPSI.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited. How would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash 
Miami Heat. The performance solution of the night. Okay, give me one, just one here, Alex. One thing Eric Spolster could have done to change the outcome tonight. Because I know the Heat fans are going to say play Jovic late, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the easy one to go to. It's just funny, and this ran through my head, that tonight it was Jamal Cain who spoke, trusted to close the game, and last night it was Haywood Highsmith. And it's, I, I think it's hilarious. Sometimes it feels like he's trolling Heat fans. But it's obvious he thinks that, I Smith and Kane or, you know, just better defensive options when you talk about lateral agility. And I think that was more what they were going for, trying to keep up in the zone, even though I thought Jovic was fine, held up in the zone nicely, played pretty well next to Bam, which we haven't even talked about tonight. It seems like they complement each other uh, pretty well, which is one of the other silver linings from all of this. But as far as performance solutions for tonight, that's a really tough question. Like, despite all the stalling, I can't come up with a single answer, man. Like, they, they didn't make their free throws. They had the, the the dumb turnovers down the stretch. And then, you you know, you had that quarter, like I said before, where you got outscored by double. And in a game like this, where you're on the road, back-to-back, missing your two best scores, like, your margin for error is so low, you can't get outscored 37 to 19 in a quarter, right? And it's, that's not the entire game, but, like, you just put so much pressure on – your entire team on both ends, like you were playing so well throughout the game until that stretch, right? Where it was like 30 to seven or something like that for the Timberwolves. And I just feel like, boom, that's like once that's the problem with, with this heat team, right? With some of the ways they play with and without Jimmy and Tyler, like it's too much, like they're outstretched. And then there's a point where it falls apart after like, it feels like they've been tight and doing their thing all game. And once it falls apart, it's too much for them to come back from. They dig, they dig um, themselves in holes. And I think the one good thing you could take away from it is that they've been in close games for pretty much, you know, all season, except last night. Last night was the first really, really bad, ugly blowout loss. But they just, they, they don't have enough. They need a little bit more. They need a shakeup of some sort. They need to do something. But like they're in all these games, right? whether you're talking about with or without Jimmy and Tyler. You know, Greg, I think as we do longer episodes on this, okay, there's a parallel that could be drawn between the play on the court and the front office right now, okay, is that they don't know how to stop the bleeding. Like, it, when, when other teams get on runs, these runs, the key, there's always going to be runs in the NBA, okay? The key is keeping it to, like, 11 to 4, okay? Not 23 to 4, Right? We've seen this now in the Cleveland game. We saw it in the Washington game. We saw it tonight, okay? It's happening repeatedly. They just cannot stop a run, okay? Now, tonight, when the quarter flipped to the fourth and they got a breather, they came out, and that's sort of how the run stopped, right? But they couldn't stop it within the third quarter. And this idea that the third quarter has been a problem for this year, do you know until about a week ago, Third quarter was the only quarter that the Heat were winning. So I know everybody talks about the third corner, a quarter. This has been a recent thing here. This has not been an all-season thing. They cannot stop a run. Jimmy is the guy who usually can get them to stop a run, but he even that wasn't working when he was playing. Kyle can't do it, and he's the guy that's supposed to organize them and, and, and make this stop. And their shooters certainly can't do it because they don't even have any shooters on the floor. Like, their only shooter now is Struess. And he's in a terrible slump. And now it's kind of shown, you know, now everybody's back to, okay, put Tyler back in the starting lineup because Max can't shoot right now. And Max has been, I think Alex used the right word here. Alex, uh, Max has been overextended. Okay. In terms of where he is right now and how many minutes he's playing and what his role is. But the same applies, I think 
to Spolstra now, and the same applies to the front office. They can't find a way to stop this, okay? Nobody has a solution right now. So it's not just in a game, but it's just now you're looking not just the micro of a game, but you're looking at the macro of the season, mm-hmm. right? It's like, and, and like what Alex is saying, okay, they have to make a move, but the calendar is not on their side. It's not Thanksgiving yet. A lot of their contracts are not tradable until mid-December or mid-January. They're kind of stuck, and then the, the whole thing becomes this. Do you make a move on a team that's not going anywhere? Right. Yeah. And we've had that conversation. Like they're not going to full tank. There are three options here. Okay. Option one is you, you basically make a move to try to save the season. Okay. You make the, you trade the draft pick and Duncan Robinson, you go get yourself a four, you try to stabilize this thing. Right. That's what we were talking about before. Gus check move. Right. But is it worth it if you're not competing for anything significant? The other thing is to just stand pat, let it play out. Okay. And Heat fans are going to hate that, but that honestly is their only solution. It's all they can do from between now and mid January. Okay. While Dwayne Dedman heaves threes. Okay. As they're waiting to trade his contract. And the other option is the one that other Heat fans are starting to ask for, which they are never going to do willingly, which is tank. And and so, right. So they're, they're just like, nobody has the tourniquet right now because there is no, they, they don't even know where the blood's coming from. So that that's what this boils down to is that they essentially need Jimmy and Tyler to get back on the court one and they need their shots to start falling. Like, the, like it's that simple. Like they, they can't, this team was not built to shoot like crap and win. End of discussion. So, like, if they want to make it to January and be above water so that a trade makes sense so that they could actually say, okay, maybe we can make a run, then they got to start making shots. And it's just that simple. Like, I I, I don't have any other magic bullet that's going to fix this. It's the, the guys that are taking the shots. They need to start making them. And you need your best players out on the court playing their best. But the, you see, we've seen some of that already this year and things are still not cleaned up necessarily. So then you just start to think about, did you max out this roster and have you reached a point? Because you never know when you reach that point, when everyone's looking around in the locker room and they're like, well, this group ain't getting it done. And and Ethan, you've talked about like the last time the Knicks beat the Heat and like Alonzo and PJ looked around and they knew like this, that group wasn't coming back. Like, like it's not to that point. I'm not trying to be dramatic, but there is something to be said for them looking around and being like, we're 10 games below 500. Are you serious? Like, this is not, you're not going to trade a draft pick in Duncan Robinson and fix this. So it could be just, you swap the deck chairs on the Titanic with another team. Like that has a four year player that they can't get off of. That's Duncan, like Duncan Robinson esque, but at a different position. Um, and people aren't going to love that either. So to your point, I don't see anything other than picking a direction. And this is a conversation for another day that puts a different kind of hope behind this team than what, than what maybe they, the hope that had gone into the season. And that's a tough conversation to have. I wonder now, if you look at it, if, you know, we see Russell Westbrook is what had 10 assists in each of his last four games off the bench. Alex is making a face and leaning yeah. back in his chair. Are we about to do this? But I, the Lowry agenda has officially gotten too far. I'm <laughs> just, I'm just, 
I'm just wondering at this point, like maybe that's something they should have looked and both first round picks. At. If we get to both of those picks, then maybe I can. That's have what a I'm saying. About well, it. then you can flip the picks for something else. Like but I, I see, but now what? Look what we've become. We can't. I'm not into this. it at all. End I'm just episode. saying. Now, I mean, it's let's just put it this way: it's not a dolphin bye week, so at least there's something to look forward to this week. All right, thanks to our sponsors again. Prize picks. I didn't mention that one. Use the code five F I V. You know, you can play the world cup on there. Actually, you can play the world cup on prize picks along with MMA uh, and uh, NHL, NBA, NFL, college football. It's all there on prize picks. Use the code five F I V E. Get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Um, I think we'll pod tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure uh, what we're going to get into there, but I, I do think we need to keep talking about this direction. Like the, I mean, there are three options. What makes the most sense for them right now? They got to start thinking about this if they're not already, uh, and I'm sure they are, but just saying, we're just going to wait till everybody gets back and see how this thing looks. I, I don't know, man, this is feeling like 2014, 15 to me. It really is like even more so than, than uh, 06, 07 or 17, 18 or 2021, the run it back seasons. Like this is feeling like a non run it back season, which was 14, 15, which was run it back without LeBron. And let's hope that Josh McRobert solves this. Danny Granger, except LeBron is, I mean, PJ is LeBron in this case. I, I, I don't I know. Guess about he is. Although he's gone scoreless for a week. Uh, all right. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Alex. Thanks oh, to our sponsors. A aggressive insurance. That's insurance by Lynette.com. Uh, ODMPSI.com. Uh, we need a consultant right now. Maybe we'll enlist somebody from, uh, from the Alex and his group over there uh, at, excuse me, uh, Josh's group over there of ODMPSI. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.